Hi everyone, I'm PJ. Welcome to Games Overboard. And today we are with Mate and Bogey, uh, designers of Conspiracy, which comes out in April, right? On Kickstarter? Yes, yes. definitely. You're right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, so I all I've seen is a couple cards on Facebook of like the evolution of your cards and things like that. And uh, your YouTube video, which is fantastic. Uh, so with, first off, though, I would like to just hear about... Um, how you got into the hobby and how the idea came up for you. Uh, when we first met, uh, we didn't know that we are both <laughs> board gamers. <laughs> we were together for about three years now. Cool. And uh, during the quarantine, you know, uh, the COVID, uh, mm -hmm. we, were, we were logged in my apartment and <laughs> We only had a few games. One of them is Rebellion. I can see it's uh, behind yeah. you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, you know, for Boggy, it was, you know, a very big step for Carcassonne because oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the most complex <laughs> game she played before that. Uh, but it, it very, very quickly turned out that we both love love this hobby very much. And yeah. since then, we have a pretty big collection. Yeah, yeah. It, you can see. <laughs> and nice. um, And during that period, we, we played a lot. Uh, and one one morning, I guess. Uh, we had a little conversation about her job. She's at the moment organizing truck rescue, so oh, wow. Europe-wide. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a typical, typical job for a woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and she meets with a lot of lot of funny stories. And we were talking mm -hmm. about this uh, this job, and and it came out that maybe this this whole thing would would be very funny in a board game. And and we started to develop a game, and one idea followed another. So we started to work on more games parallel, mm -hmm. and actually it was the third, not the fourth idea, the conspiracy. <laughs> and we thought it would be cool to to self-publish a game, mm -hmm. but we were afraid that you know a bigger game with a board with all the stuff, uh, it's mostly fitting for the gamers, and you know it's a it's a smaller audience. Yeah. So maybe it's a better idea to come up uh, to come out with a with a party game first. That's a good and, idea. Something easier to fund too. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's why that's why uh, we started to focus on on conspiracy mm -hmm. uh, more and more. The idea of conspiracy uh, came after uh, a little drink drinking session. Also during this <laughs> this COVID uh, situation, it was an online drinking session with friends, and one of my friends is a very very big fan of. Uh, conspiracy theory parodies mm -hmm. in Hungary. There are several Facebook groups which are which are very much focusing on these, you know, esotericism and conspiracy theory uh, believers and and parodying them. They're fantastic. I love it. <laughs> we also like have... if if you if you ever get a chance on Netflix, there's a uh, documentary made by flat earthers called Behind the Curve, and <laughs> I think I think it's three times in the documentary. They prove themselves wrong <laughs> that the Earth is not. Oh, wow! Flat. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> flat Earthers all around the globe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and having that uh, that online party. Uh, one one moment, the idea came that it would be very very funny to to have a game focusing on this topic. And by that time, we didn't know that there are already several games. 
uh, with the same topic or similar topic, but we didn't make our homework from this part. <laughs> we didn't didn't Google <laughs> whether there is a similar game. So yeah. we just you know jumped in uh, the process. Uh, the developing process, uh, Boggy is mostly uh, responsible for the mechanisms. I'm okay. mostly responsible for for the textual parts, mm-hmm. uh, all the all the slave text and and abilities and whatever you can you can read on the yeah. cards. Yeah. And we developed in Hungarian. That's our that's our native mm-hmm. language. Yeah, but makes I'm sense. Yeah. English... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I'm also an English teacher, so it was easy for me to translate to English. Oh, my and... wife's an English teacher too, so. <laughs> have, yeah, she'll have lots to say to you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was that was a start. That was a start, and you know, it it turned out very very quickly that we need graphic designers, of course, mm-hmm. and we also need uh, someone to revise the translation, and we need to establish a company. We need professional play testers, and so on, and so on, and so yeah. on. Hi. Here's here's Dan joining right now. Hi guys, sorry I'm late. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, yes, we're talking about the the origins of the game right oh, now. Oh great, great! What did that, I miss? Yeah. Uh, COVID was is responsible for a lot of it. You know, I've it? noticed I've noticed that a lot. <laughs> COVID has been responsible for a lot of games that yeah. are coming out and a lot of like uh, really inventive things. So yeah, it, it, was it a horrible tragedy? Yes. Did we get a lot of cool things out of it? Yes. <laughs> yes and it also had one more or also had had another effect uh on this game as well because during covid you know the conspiracy theories started to you know oh yeah (laughs) fly very high (laughs) they exploded yeah (laughs) definitely so you know this this anti-waxer movement it's it's Uh, like a mm -hmm. kind of gate drug for all the other theories so we yeah we have some some friends, relatives who who believe in these, unfortunately, Ooh, and yeah. and we could see the evolution. That first it was you know just just the anti waxers then the five G, then the chemtrail, then some <laughs> kind of shadow government behind all of this. And, yeah, the, uh, they they fo- they follow one conspiracy and then that leads into another, which leads oh, yeah. into another. And talk yeah. about going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they just they just mix together. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, no, you see, it's because the chemtrails, uh, uh, they affect the 5G, and the 5G is, you know. Yeah. Of course, you get the microchip by the vaccine. Yep. And That's right. you get the, the contrast material by the chemtrail, and the 5G turns this on. Exactly. exactly. I wondered why I was so itchy right here in my arm. Uh, I told my students, because, like, oh, one of them was talking about like i'm not getting the vaccine because i don't want to be microchipped i'm like they don't need the vaccine though they already track like they already do enough with this you know they don't (laughs) they don't need to put a chip in you you're doing it yourself exactly you are voluntarily (laughs) letting them track you (laughs) sure sure plus you share a lot of lot of stuff about you on social media yeah yeah you post every time you go to starbucks like we know where you are at all times where did he go? We're looking. Oh, he's at Starbucks. Yeah, we'll get him when he's in bed. You really scared the crap out of him. Oh gosh, you're following me on social media. That's right. That's right. And you know, is this recording? Yeah, that's okay. I hope so. You, you know, we we you always talk about the people like, oh, be careful what you say. The NSA is listening. That's why when I talk to him, I say some of the most ridiculous stuff. And I'm going, I hope you're listening. <laughs> At least it could be some kind of entertainment for you. Yep. <laughs> it is for me. <laughs> Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? 
Like one that really just tickles you? <laughs> well, <laughs> in my case, my, my absolute favorite is Flat Earth. Yes, mine, oh my mine too. Yeah, I, is my favorite. <laughs> because, you know, if you, if you look at any other conspiracy theory, of course, probably they are not true. But, mm -hmm. but there is some sort of logic behind it. So there <laughs> yeah, is yeah. some kind of evil shadow government, deep state, mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. behind all the stuff. And they want to manipulate you, enslave you, steal your money. So they have somehow understandable motivations. But yeah. flat earth. <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. Well, my, my favorite on that is uh, you get the guys who say, oh, well, because I look over there and I don't see curve. Yes. <laughs> You do realize how a spheroidal body works, right? You do you know what distance does? They do not. No. Uh, one guy, one guy that I, I saw, he even he did his whole video. He rented this plane and he went up as high as he could go. And he finally saw the curvature of the horizon. He's like, oh, well, it's just a trick because of the camera lens and because of the, the, canopy, the windows. The window is like, of course, of course. Wow. Mm -hmm. Are you. Let's just chalk this one to oxygen deprivation. <laughs> uh, that's just willful. I think. Yes. Yeah, you have willful the, ignorance. Yeah, yeah, I can't even call it ignorance. <laughs> oh boy, we're getting off track. <laughs> what are, are, we, are we though? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So conspiracy. Uh, how? So you're you pick a theory and then you're trying to like gain the most followers and the most believers in this theory, right? And that's the end game of this. So how does that work out? How's that all play out? Yeah. So there is there are these, you know, conspiracy cards, for example, the reptilians this time. <laughs> okay, I love the artwork on these already. This is cool. <laughs> reptilians in the White House. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> so each so in the beginning of in the beginning of the game you get a conspiracy card it also gives you an ability and in this way this this game is not fully balanced so some there is some asymmetry in the game mm -hmm, some okay. are more powerful some are less powerful some like the reptilians give you uh, a purple ability which means it's just a one time bonus okay. and others like the 5G for example it's a it's an orange it's a passive ability so uh in case of 5G, uh, they cannot steal your followers because the tinfoil hat is protecting the followers. Um, so when you bring up that, I, I saw in the video you guys had a tinfoil hat. Will we get one of those? <laughs> well, uh, probably yes. It's up right. to Kickstarter. On one hand, here we have a beautiful the tinfoil it. hat from the video, but we also created. Uh, first uh, player, not token, but mini, uh, yeah. Lila Tin Foil Hat. <laughs> That's great. It's a baby size. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> this one is actually made of tin foil, but uh, in the final version, we would like uh, to have it uh, metal. And okay, great. It's going to be, be a awesome. stretch goal. It's going to be a stretch goal on, on Kickstarter because if the players play, uh, so this game can be played. Uh, cooperative and competitive and solo. And if you play okay. uh, competitive, uh, it's a simultaneous action, so there's no no, no first player. But if you play uh, cooperative, there is a first player. So then it makes sense to have cool. some sort of first player, whatever. In this case, it's a mini. Yeah, uh, I like this. So that's something that we uh, we've actually been seeing with um, our interviews lately. Is everybody is starting to come up with 
more cooperative gameplay. Co-op and solo. Ever ever since quarantine again, people have been looking for ways to solo games and and making up their own rules. You know, our whole podcast is board games. We love board games, but we really, really like it when you can do something cooperatively. I mean, even in video games that we play, I hate playing with other people I don't know. Um, It's not that I'm antisocial. I just don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) But when you play a game like this and it's got such a really cool uh, spin to it that you don't see a lot of people go into because conspiracy theories are you either get the people that are all gung ho about it and they believe quite a few of them or they're just laughed at and everyone goes whatever. But making a game about it is really, really cool to see how you can actually play with it and make fun of it. And of course, mm-hmm. if you, even if you do believe it, um, it'd be interesting to see someone's take on that. Like, oh, I got, th- I really do believe this one. You guys got it. You listen to my story. Like, oh god, okay, this is gonna be cool. <laughs> um, but that's something that we're seeing a lot with these interviews, and uh, I just think it's so cool how many people are coming out and and wanting to do something where it's like i I feel like i don't want to beat the crap out of you today i just want (laughs) to let's beat the crap out of something together type of deal which to me is really cool yeah definitely we we love playing cooperative very very much we love the the way how it changes the whole atmosphere of you know Mm -hmm. playing the game because because this is a party game uh if you play it against each other it's really against each other so yeah yeah you do nasty stuff to somehow discredit <laughs> the other person and of course if you are you know person who is who, are, who is easy to op- offend it then <laughs> you can't get offended easily i, I um, don't gotcha. think gotcha. i don't think you're gonna find that in this 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 pair right here no yeah i, mean, I say some Shanna, she stuff. takes things a little personally sometimes when we play but <laughs> yeah but we know we're we're terrible so back to how the game works <laughs> yes, sorry moving on <laughs> So um we also have our aura glasses, yes. by the way. <laughs> Which one? Uh yeah, yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's so great. <laughs> you know. Uh, but well, but you cannot see in this uh in this oh, not, not transparent, of course. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, so, that, <laughs> so the other one is a true aura glass. Glasses because you cannot see anything, just the aura through it. <laughs> oh, that's out. so awesome! <laughs> uh, so, um, there is the conspiracy card, it this determines, determines which theory you believe in. You also have action cards, like, like this one, for example, it's an Ayurvedic fake wine, <laughs> it's, it's protecting you from, from the attacking cards. Um, all of these cards, all of these guards, cards give you an ability, maybe you can see it. And okay, also an influence. Mirror and attack cards ability. But... And... Okay. And, oh, that's so neat. <laughs> so during it, uh, so the, uh, there are turns and rounds in the game. One turn is is two rounds, and the players act simultaneously. And you can either play a card that you that you prepare, or you can you can draw an action card. Or if you already win, have won uh, a new card, for example, this one, then you can you can flip it. And you can find the hidden message in the news. For oh, example, the Nazis great. moved to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, 
is my favorite conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they made a movie about that. It was so <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Sky. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite cool and at the end of the turn uh the player with the most influence because as i mentioned all the action cards give you some some sort of some some amount of influence so the player with the most influence wins the top news card the actual news and all these news cards give you some followers which you can see on the uh -huh. bottom oh, okay now you can see it yep yep yeah and the aim of the game is to collect the target number of followers if you play competitive it is 100 followers if you play uh, cooperative, it's up to the number of players. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And once you win a news card, here's the funniest part. You have to explain how that card is fitting your theory. <laughs> you actually have to think like a conspiracy theory believer. That, yeah, that is my favorite part. So I far. like that. I like that. <laughs> This is an oh optional rule because you know there are some shy players who don't like yeah. this playing, who don't like this narrative part. You can you can skip it if you don't want. <laughs> yeah, this is this is an infinite joke factor in the game. I love oh, that. That's fantastic. That increases the replayability so much, right oh, there. Yeah. Just that. Oh yeah. Figuring out that okay. end goal. So if you if you play competitive, all of all of you are conspiracy theory believers. Everybody believes in a different theory, and you are you are competing for. You are bidding for. For the followers, and if I if I tell it in the in the language of the game, if you have the most influence, then the followers who are connected to the news card would like to hear your explanation what that news <laughs> is really about. Okay. Uh, but if <laughs> you play if you play cooperative, then you play against the shadow government. The shadow government is trying to discredit you because in that situation you have to. Put all the conspiracy cards together. You have to create uh, the great grandfather of all conspiracy theories. For example, the <laughs> flat earther, reptilian, 5G chemtrail believer. <laughs> and you have to explain the news together when you win. It is a great fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how does the um, the game work against you? How does that work? Is there like an AI deck or uh, what's the rule for that? Yeah. Uh, Boogie will help. Uh, so there are uh, 58 uh, action cards in the game. Uh, this one. Yep. And there are some cards with a red Ooh. color mark in the I corner. See. Okay. And if you play, uh, if you play cooperative, then you have to sort all these cards out, and you you have to create a shadow government deck. Oh. Okay. Because there are two, cool. two main characters in the game. One of them is Chad. Chad is actually the secret agent of the shadow government. This artwork is amazing. I love it. And our other main character is Donald. Donald is a true believer <laughs> of all the all the conspiracy theories. The name is not a coincidence. No, no, sure. no it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be huge. Uh, Donald is hiding Maybe. somewhere. <laughs> Ah, here he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> it's the hair. It's all in the hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in this game, I think everybody can laugh at themselves and at each other because we are not just parodying conspiracy theories and esotericism, but actually every ideology is somehow mentioned touched in the game yeah and if you have a good sense of humor you can laugh at yourself and at each other mm -hmm. 
And of course, this is the risk of the game as well, because you can get offended easily. I know that's it's such a shame because like humor never used to be like that. You know, people were, you know, would be able to like take humor in such stride and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's I'm I applaud you for for going that route. And, you yes. know, just the, the idea that no one is safe, you know, and things like that, because yep. so few people are willing to these days. And I, oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> afraid that they're going to offend somebody. Yeah. And if you don't offend somebody or make somebody think then what's the point of comedy? Yep. Yeah. It's the box of the game, and, and because we wanted to tell that this is not a PC game, there is the irony <laughs> irony. Irony. <laughs> language. So, there's a warning sign. So uh, who's the artist? Because I want to give a shout out to them, because I love, uh, there's one picture of like the flat earth, and but you see the crust underneath and everything. I think it's like just a beautifully drawn picture. Uh, yeah, like, I love it too. As ironic as you know, laughing at flat Earth is, I love that picture. <laughs> <laughs> there are two designers behind the game. Uh, the visuals of the game. One of them is Attila Turchani. Uh, he created, for example, the front cover and okay. and most of the illustrations. And okay. the other uh, is Aggie Meyer. She's my sister, oh, and okay. she created all the artwork of the news cards and also the the backside of the news cards. Oh, okay. Uh, all of these awesome. are. All of these are in different uh, news styles. For example, this is like a, like a tabloid. Mm -hmm. And for <laughs> example, that one, this one, it's like, you know, an online news. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And of course, there's print as well. Yeah. It's an advertisement. Oh, cool. Look at that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> so um, I, looking at Facebook, you have like evolution of the cards, you know, like how they changed and uh it's really neat to see how like how it went from like plus 30 followers is just text to like eventually ended up being in like a little yellow circle and stuff yeah. so was that from playtesting or was that just like you guys messing around with cards or a little bit of both well it's definitely from playtesting so this this game was playtested i don't know a couple of hundred times yeah. so <laughs> enormously uh huge amount of time that's the way you want it yeah yeah because we wanted to make a really good game uh, Boogie's showing one of them's upside down, but oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. now yeah. you can see the followers very clearly, yeah, yeah. the yellow circle. Um, <clears throat> so, um, once we felt the game is ready, we contacted with uh, with the professional playtester team, uh, here in Hungary, mm -hmm. and once we showed the game, they said they loved the topic very much yeah. the theme is very good very good the the sleeve text on the cards are very very great but we definitely need more types of cards more types of action cards because uh -huh. the game was too much building on the attacking and defending mechanisms okay and it it was not really in a longer run it was it was not a really good feeling playing the game okay and okay. we went back to the drawing board and we we started to create a lot of lot of lot of more types of cards this way we have we have created the final version of the game and once the visuals were ready there is a another a play test round with the visuals and we got a lot of feedback for example uh this one boggy showed and you mentioned pj that the followers were not so clear on these type these followers type action cards before and now mm. they are very very clear and on some cards, the the size of the text, for example, yeah, yeah, the the conspiracy cards. Yep. Those orange 
Yes, all of them Ooh. were orange, the abilities and, uh, and the size of the text was a little small. And now, as we have shown, it's uh, orange, but a different orange. Oh, yeah, that's passive nice. ability and purple if it's an active ability and uh, the size of the text is a bit bigger. So mm -hmm. now those people who have, for example, glasses and don't see quite well, they can they can read the cards easily as well. That's really great um, that you're you're getting all of this through your play tests mm -hmm. instead of having play tests tell you what's good with the game, what's bad with the game. You fix it and then you take it out into you know into the world and then you find out well now we have to do another version because X Y and Z apparently didn't didn't work as well as we thought um, and I really hope that that doesn't happen. I hope when you guys do get to launch this game that the biggest complaint would be that it's too short or not enough <laughs> cards um, because this thing looks absolutely incredible and we've seen a lot of really fun games come out over the last what two months total that we've been doing the interviews yeah and we've only done well we've only been doing the interviews for one month one month is that it yeah this uh, yeah. yeah time flies yeah when we've been doing the podcast for else. three for three months um, we've only been going since october now but but i lost my train of thoughts thanks yeah good job you, you do you're the one that asked me i forgot you brought me into this train how did i do that i don't know what, how did i bring you how fast was the train going oh must have jumped on oh my gosh He's a hobo now. Yeah. Oh, all right. You got a nice place for a hobo. I tell you it's what. Not, man. You know, um... <laughs> we were talking about the, the games that you met during. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so a lot of these games that we've seen, we, we have seen a little bit of one, one or two things that could be like, ooh, that could be a detriment. That could, that could, uh, that could be really good, but we don't mm -hmm. know yet. Um, but everything you have laid out seems like it's going to work really really well so yeah i just do these interviews going well now i have to spend more money <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean we are we're four for four in games that we love, really love like everyone we've interviewed like you're i've i've already subscribed uh for your newsletter and everything because oh, like I'm, yeah because this game this is on my list this is looking really cool um do you have uh ideas now the game isn't even out yet but do you have ideas of like expansions and like keeping the game relevant as you know new conspiracies <laughs> arise and things like that definitely, <laughs> all right definitely yeah uh during the kickstarter campaign there will be stretch goals and mm -hmm. unlocking those stretch goals a full ex expansion will get in the box as well wow it's focusing on the QAnon. <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is gonna be awesome <laughs> and and hello hello earth Yes. Ah, uh, careful and... those moment. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be some uh, at the moment secret uh, gift uh, Kickstarter exclusive options as well. Okay, um, cool. This expansion uh, will give a lot of lot of more action cards, some more news cards, some more conspiracy cards, and the game is at the moment very very highly replayable. But by that expansion, it's almost infinite. Oh, great, uh, yeah. great, great, great. At the moment, there are 12 types of action cards. It mm -hmm. gives quite big variability, even after you know all the jokes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the expansion gives 10 more type of action cards. Okay. So it's it's not, not, not really a game changer type because we wanted yeah. to give an expansion where, you know, it is... 
It is just, you know, expanding the replayability. Plus, it's a five, six player expansion as well. Ooh, cool. And I like that. Yeah, I like by, that. The, by, by that amount of cards, you can play the, play the game uh, with uh, three round turns, which allows a little more strategy and it reduces the luck factor in the game. Mm -hmm. Of course, in this way, the game is longer. Yeah. But for those players who don't just want to play it as a typical party game, that's that's an yeah. ideal expansion. Definitely. Yeah, you said something um, really relevant, I think, and uh, that I don't want to ignore. Where you said like when the jokes wear out, the game is still fun, which is very important. Like for you know party games and just any game in general. You know, like we we yeah. said just uh, Friday night on our last interview that um, like Cards Against Humanity. Like once once you've seen the same card four times, you know, it's not right, funny it's not anymore. Fun. Uh, yep. Not only so that, you want but... your game to have good bones and underneath when you, it. Yeah, but also when you play with the same people, you know how they're going to play. You can metagame. Yeah. yeah, and you know what kind of jokes are going to land and which ones aren't. And even after a while, the same joke that you thought was funny, like, yeah. 10 <laughs> plays ago, is like, oh, it's this one again. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so I saw on your website, like, you know, your goal is to make something very strategic on top of all, all of this. And I, I think that's a fantastic idea. It's, oh, definitely. It's so vital for, you know, keeping the game relevant and replayable, as you said. Definitely, because when we play party games, so nowadays we very rarely play typical party games mm -hmm. for, for this reason. You, yeah, yeah. Like Cards Against Humanity, you play it a few times, and the game is over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much, absolutely. It's the same with unicorn, unstable unicorns, and exploding kittens, and so mm -hmm, on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They all have very, the same gameplay great. loop, and it never changes. Yeah, yeah. very great artwork. Um, yep. but the mechanisms are very simple. Yeah, yeah. This is a pro on one hand because it's easy to learn. Mm -hmm. But also a con because the game is over very fast. So we wanted to create yeah. a different type of game where the mechanism is a little more complex. So it, it takes a little more, not much, a little more to, to learn the game. Mm -hmm. But once you know it, it's quite simple uh, to understand and very, very highly replayable. Yeah. And it was also a, a very high priority that it, the game should work with two players as well. Mm -hmm. Because we are many times when we play, we are two. And many, many friends, when, when they play, they are also too. And it's a shame that there are so great games, which, which work very great, three or four players. But when you play two. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we actually yeah. ran into that in one of our one of our game sessions we were doing. Um, uh, we did it? a couple little party games of yeah. Man Mantis and Godfather, Godfather the card game. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, and they're like they're both fun and they're great in groups. Uh, but when you do just two player, like it's still fun, but at the same time, it's just constant yeah. going after the same person. So it's like, well, this makes it a really yeah. quick game. Mm -hmm. And you and there aren't any surprises because you no. know what's coming down the line. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um so it's good that you've you also uh, shifted this to a game that'll work ideally with two people as well. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times it's just going to be the two of us. Very rarely do we get an extra person in to play one of these games that we do for the for the podcast. Yeah, it is rare. But that's something that's really neat when you know that's when it's your hobby, when it's stuff that you want to do, you know, more with, and you only have a dedicated 
you know, two or three people. It's really cool to see that we're going to have something that is going to benefit and not just us, but, you know, people that don't get out a lot, whether it be because of kids or because of mm-hmm. scheduling or yep. whatever. So uh, that that's really, that's really great to see. Yeah. I talk too much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm an actor. It's what I do. The other thing which we which we definitely wanted to do different from other party games is to make this game truly highly thematic. So very often we see that there is a good theme, there is a mm. good mechanism, mm-hmm. but they don't work together. Yeah. And here the mechanism is supporting the theme and the theme is supporting the mechanism. So you can truly feel like you are a conspiracy theory believer playing this game, but it doesn't take too long. So it's yeah. a filler, it's a party game. If you play four and everybody knows the rules, it's maximum 35 minutes. Yeah. Okay. It makes it so much easier to learn a game when the theme is tied to it because you yeah. can you can make those connections in your brain. Like, why does this rule happen? Like, oh, it's because of this. Yeah, and it's not an arbitrary thing. Like, yeah. oh, well, we did it that we did it that way to make it harder. Yeah. Or to make it different. Yeah. Like yeah. you actually have something to go. Ah, I see <laughs> what you did there. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's very much appreciated for sure. When when you can do that, you know, and so I get that some games like the designers like I have this great game, I just don't know how to theme it. So they have someone like just slap a theme on. Like I get why they do that, but it makes it so much better when the theme connects with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, how much are you thinking this game is going to run for when you start the Kickstarter? Do you have any ideas yet of what it's what the price is going to be? Uh huh. Yep. It's gonna be thirty-five euros. Okay. 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 About forty so, bucks for us. Yeah, roughly. That's fair. That's very roughly, fair. Yes. Um, it's gonna be uh produced, manufactured in the EU, not in okay. China. Mm-hmm. So it also raises the price a bit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and, we'll take it. And and all the all the paper will be you know sustainable paper, FSC paper, sustainable. Okay. I love uh, it. From yeah. Sustainable Great. source, which also makes a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the production. So, because of this, we cannot go under this amount. Like, right. Yeah. And you know, even at that, even at that price, I think that's a that's a pretty well priced game. Yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> bought other card games that sim- that similar price. You know, like Arkham Horror LCG is at that price. Mm-hmm. Snake Oil's at that price. Uh, so, like a lot of card games and party games are a similar price to that. And yeah. The same same size box and everything. So I. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's I, yeah, a great price I for it. I think that's a fantastic price for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I had something else. Another question. It just don't you love it when that happens? <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of I think a lot of the questions we have now are what is what is your experience so far? Oh yeah, that was my next question. Kickstarter. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I'm like, what kind of hurdles have you hit, or yeah, what do you expect to be a hurdle that? was surprisingly easy that's a question i have asked everyone so far and i love the responses we get because they're usually quite different oh yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. so what was easy yeah if anything anything. is there anything where you're like man i like this part this is gonna be something tough to get over and then like maybe it was the play testing and then they came back you know like are these are these people gonna hate it and then turns out like no they, they liked it or was it vice versa? Was it something that you really had to work on? Hey, Mikey likes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the best experience during this whole process was uh, a, a huge game expo here in Budapest, in Hungary. And, you know, we are a fully new uh, publisher uh, mm-hmm. with, with you know, 
just two tables there and with a no name game yeah uh, yeah and our tables were full all the time oh that's wow. fantastic we were extremely tired by the end of the day but <laughs> <laughs> it's a really i can imagine really, yeah but it's a good really tired good. yes <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good 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 type of tiredness yeah, yeah that's, that's great <laughs> Mate wanted to wanted to give up uh, be- before the first lunchtime. No, <laughs> I was so tired. No more. <laughs> when I when I went to eat something, it was hard to tell, you know. Yeah. I, I, I like like this one and that one because I was you know teaching the rules all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was extremely tiring, but it was a very very good good way uh, to be tired it was a mm. very very great experience because we got a lot of lot of lot of positive feedback there yeah that's and that's since, great that's really great to hear and ever since we had a few uh play test events and we had a lot of lot of more positive feedback so this is definitely let's say the easy side uh, uh-huh. cool side <laughs> or actually the other the other part is the beginning um i think i think if we knew exactly what it takes to to create a game and publish it on your own yeah we wouldn't do that but <laughs> we didn't know we've heard in the that beginning before. Oh, yeah. some ideas came up and we fell in love with this you know brainstorming and starting to build the mechanisms and creating the cards and so on so we fell in love with this yeah uh you know there is there is this dilemma that we have already invested some time, some energy, and some money in it. So we shouldn't give up. We should, we should, we should just, 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 just go on a little bit, just, just a little bit. And mm. this is where we are for the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of difficulties ever since, but the first part was very easy. Mm. Did oh, you have any great. inspirations for like how the mechanisms came about? I guess this is mostly for you, Bogey. Like, like how the game would play. Were there any games that like kind of led you one way or the other? Well, with this one, not so much. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything else I've ever seen, you know, in terms of how it plays. But with other games, we we started to develop, definitely. We had a lot of inspiration, Mm -hmm. like Terraforming Mars, Uh uh, Wingspan, uh, Rebellion, um, uh, Arkham Horror. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. So definitely we had a lot of inspiration. With this one, we didn't have... Uh, about the mechanisms, we didn't have too much inspiration. Yeah. Um, we wanted to create something that is fitting for the, th- the the thematics, and that's how that's how this this mechanism was born. Yeah. Of course, there are other games with bidding. There are other games with tableau building, with card flipping, with hand mm-hmm, management, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. But I think not exactly this combination. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and as uh, as uh, Martin mentioned before, we didn't do our homework, and, <laughs> because, because, uh, <laughs> and we didn't check. We really, really, we really didn't check uh, um, every other uh, game with this type, with uh, this topic, or with this uh, with yeah. this name. Only, only in the last uh, last one once. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I saw other games with the name, but I, you know, they're completely like they look very different from what you yep. guys are trying to do. So. So I'd say that's yeah, like you know, you know, I think you'll be fine in that regard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, because yeah, the, when I looked up conspiracy game, you know, like this big, huge looking thing showed up. I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know if I want to play a conspiracy game that looks like that. You know, I would want it to be more fun and more accessible. 
uh like the bigger games i want them to be i don't know about i don't know something a little more serious i guess and you know yeah so i i appreciate your choice your 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 decision on that <laughs> for thank sure you. thank you yeah I'm sorry. Just I think the easiest part is was to find uh, professional kick, uh, professional playtesters because oh, yeah. they just mm, they just yeah. come out uh, come out on 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 the Facebook. I just find that, and we went them went to them, meet them, and then they uh, gave us a very lot of useful contacts for uh, for okay. uh, another Hungarian uh, Kickstarters and um, social media management and and yeah. so on. Yep. Yeah. So the one thing I'm curious about, um, you were talking about your stretch goals. What, uh, what made you come up with those particular goals for stretch goals? See, our, our first interview was with John Garcia, and he, um, very smart guy. He's been doing marketing for years. That's his main job. Yeah. But when he he told us when when he started, um, he didn't realize the importance of stretch goals um yeah he like when he had like the pre-kickstarter link live people will be like no stretch goals like i'm not backing this yeah you know, first time designer no stretch <laughs> no goals stretch like goals. no thanks like uh and and he was telling us that that was he didn't realize how important that was was that something that you guys knew coming into it that that was important to you or was it something that you had to learn through like a really quick trial and error or did someone just say like hey you, if you're gonna do this you really need those stretch goals. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I know John would be interested in this because, uh, you know, like you guys, first time developer, and he didn't have really any help for input. He just, he had to navigate a, a giant minefield all by himself. Uh, so I, I'm just curious about how that came to you guys. Well, the, the minefield is uh, familiar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had to, we had to invest a lot of, energy and time in learning everything and yeah. luckily we could we could meet with some people who could tell us at least some some hints where yeah. we can where we can get the info okay um with the stretch goals we we checked a lot of lot of kickstarter campaigns and we read okay. the comment sections and it quite quickly turned out that on kickstarter people prefer three types of stretch goals make the game deluxe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Delu deluxification yeah um i like that minis. okay mm -hmm. if, if, if it's a kickstarter there must be minis <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and expansions okay yeah. so that's how we build the stretch goal strategy yeah, yeah. i like okay. that yeah that that's actually really good sorry I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> and they don't really like the language, the language goals. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to we we have we will have one language goal with but with all the other languages which are non English languages mm -hmm. in one goal. So all the players who are speaking different languages because this is a highly language dependent game. Yeah. Uh, with with other languages, uh, they might be happy with that one, but mm -hmm. the goals after that are pretty much attractive probably for everyone. So yeah. yeah, hope people won't mind that one. And we also realized that um, if you go Kickstarter, you should be in some ways, you should be Kickstarter exclusive. So you <laughs> should, you should give something that is just available in the Kickstarter version. So this is another thing that we're going to do. 
Okay, okay. cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was one of my questions actually, because like us being Americans, you know, like games are released in English all the time, so mm-hmm. we don't have that that struggle. And I always feel bad when like a new game's announced and you know the first 10 comments are always like is it in this language is it in this language you know and and uh, so one of my questions for you just as hungarians and everything was how difficult is it to find a game that you're comfortable with you know that's that's in your language you know which i'm sure is what you prefer even though you're quite fluent in english right. um you know i'm sure you'd very much rather have it in hungarian or something so <laughs> you know so like how how difficult is it to find a game that is like made for you well, luckily, it's quite easy nowadays because oh, in Hungary, there are several major uh, publishers who actually do only one thing. They mm. translate the biggest names oh, and wow. publish okay. in Hungarian. Wow. For okay. them, there is no risk yeah. because they are, these, are, these games are already big names, so mm-hmm. people are looking for them. They don't yeah. need okay. to spend on the marketing. And, and it's good for the the gamers yeah. as well because right. because we're interested in those yeah, games. Absolutely, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you see someone else playing a game you go wow i wish i could play that i want to play that <laughs> so bad uh that's really cool yeah because like pj said the, the biggest hurdle we have out here is mainly for spanish-speaking people yeah um yeah yep. and i know there are a lot of games where like even spanish natives have to stop and go wait hold on that didn't make sense because it's in english mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's that's really cool to hear that you guys actually have that industry and it's it's a big industry for you out there um i wonder if there are any more like that in other countries probably i'm sure they're growing too i with, hope so. with board games growing as yeah. an industry I'm i sure really that's hope so that's becoming really more cool. common yeah i'd like to yeah, see nowadays, the board games get europe wide you know in europe there are a lot of lot of languages Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And in Poland, for example, there is a very huge gamer community in Germany, in France, in Spain, in Italy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. these languages mm, most of the bigger games are available are available. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Sometimes we have difficulties with with the expansions because sometimes if if the base game is, you know, not that high selling, I can see um... Spirit Island about you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and we have it in Hungarian, but all the expansions are just available in English. Oh, yeah. interesting. That kind of because... sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not that high selling here, unfortunately. Wow, oh, wow, that game is oh, it's a great gigantic game, but... in it, America. It is. Oh yeah. my gosh, especially in the solo gaming community. Like you can't you can't you know post anything about solo gaming without someone mentioning spirit island yeah it's a, that was honestly one of the more frustrating games that we've played <laughs> <laughs> oh that game <laughs> yeah we we said in our podcast and i still hold to it you just get this feeling of hopelessness oh yeah when you when you first lay out the board and they just spread because like you know i put all the colonists out and dan i'm teaching dan here and he's like oh this looks bad i'm like hold on they explore <laughs> and he's like, just, <laughs> what? It just got worse. <laughs> yes. Evil game. No, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much like Arkham Horror, you know, when you play and oh, yes. oh, you're good. You're good. And then there's one myth round, and what happened here? <laughs> We're not good anymore, guys. We're not good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, what games are you playing right now? Like, what's the what's the number one game in your house right now? The number one is Star Wars Altar Rim. 
definitely. Oh, Outer Rim. I want to play that. Like, I heard it's like the Firefly game, but better. And I have Firefly. So yeah, I man, need we to play, play Outer that. Rim. We haven't played that in a long time. No, we haven't. But Outer Rim sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Outer Rim is very, very great. Very, very wise uh, pickup and delivery type Emery okay. game. Uh, we definitely recommend it with its expansion. Because without the expansion, there are too few cards. In some okay. And it can know. be frustrating, just like with you know Arkham Horror base game, with the third edition. Yeah. You need the Dead of Night expansion because otherwise, meeting with the same cards all the time is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Killing yeah, the mood for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, Outer Rim is is definitely a number one, and Terraforming Mars is another one. I need okay. to play that. I have it digitally. Play. I, oh, so I've, I've dipped my toes in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, it's on Steam. Okay, I yeah. so we 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 share Steam we game games. share, so you have it. So I <laughs> I okay, you know that when I do that, I either play Call of Duty with you or I'm stuck in VR somewhere. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm shooting hot dogs. I can't help myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we have a little bit different taste because Boggy prefers the fast-paced and abstract games. I uh -huh. okay. The more thematic ones, which are maybe a little longer. Yeah. With minis. Sometimes with minis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I love, for, for example, Rebellion, Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, oh my yes. God. We got to play that again, and I will destroy you this time. Uh-huh. Very well. <laughs> oh, shut up. I will. <laughs> Empire all the way. We did nothing wrong. Yeah, my <laughs> wife is all about fast-playing games. So the only exception she makes for that is Betrayal House on the Hill. And that's as uh, long as he sets it up. Yeah, but <laughs> it's her favorite game. Her Mother's Day gift was the Widow's, Widow's Walk expansion. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that just sounds so bad. Happy Mother's Day, yeah. Widow! <laughs> For Christmas, she got third edition. So. <laughs> it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, so. But I, I love Wingspan very much. Mm -hmm. loves Azul. Yes. Yeah, Azul is so good. I want to get the chocolate version. Yeah, where all the pieces like look like little chocolates. Too. Yeah. Okay, I I haven't heard of the chocolate version. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wingspan. We're actually giving away a copy on Tuesday. We're giving away a copy uh, on our Facebook page. So it comes in a. We have a little tote and a button, and the the game's inside. So we're excited. We're hoping we can you know get some people excited about the game that way and stuff like that and get yeah. some people who have never seen a game like that you know playing it right because we have a lot of friends who have never you know, i introduced my sister to clank and they had never played a deck builder before and she's, she's like i didn't know really? a game could do this and i'm like <laughs> that's why i'm in this hobby that's why i love it because i didn't know paper and plastic and wood could do this stuff you know it's amazing or they could go together so well that's right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the first time I played Gloomhaven and like, you know, you're fighting against guards and they refuse to attack you. They just stand still and like shield themselves. And I'm like, that's really smart. Like, like yeah. they're, they're acting like a guard. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the AI in some of these games, um, I can't even say like, it just feels so weird. Cause when you think of artificial intelligence, you think of and computers, machines and yeah. computers and yep. stuff, but like, it's really cool to see that you have a type of artificial intelligence with these games like Gloomhaven yeah. and Frosthaven and everything, and they really do make these smart moves. Well, even uh, do uh, Dune, Dune uh, Imperium, Imperium, yeah, you have. They make these smart moves, uh, but when we play Dune Imperium, 
not only is the AI smart, but aggravating. <laughs> because you're going, yes, I'm going to do this. Why did you do that, AI? Damn, you took my spot. You did what I was going to do. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it's funny so, how you get mad at it. Inanimate actually, let's segue into, so your co-op mode, because there are various different types of co-op modes. Does your simulate another player with those with that AI? Oh yeah, deck? with the with the uh, the shadow or government. with the shadow government, or is that or does it play like a completely different entity? Well, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> both are right well, answers. This... I'm just curious. <laughs> well, as as this is a party game, the the cooperative mode is is a is a fun fun mode in the game. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's quite fun to play mm -hmm. several times. Or, or some several times, um, but after a few few games, you know, the shadow government is not really doing things differently. Uh huh. Yeah. So of course there are three types of cards in the shadow government deck. Um, mm -hmm. You have to build a strategy when to do what against these cards, and okay. there is okay. some variability. Yeah. Uh, between the games, uh, but it's of course not as smart. As yeah. the AI, for example, in Spirit Islands or the games you mentioned. Yeah, but... and it doesn't need to be because your your game isn't about that, you know. Yeah. So, so I that like that's I, I still think that's fine. Like that's uh, yeah, great uh, because you, you, your goal is persuasion, and as long as you have some kind of roadblock to hinder that, I mean, you're you're gonna have something that's still gonna be challenging to come up against. Yeah, so I, I like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I was just curious about how it, you know how it felt uh, going against it there. So, <laughs> so have we discussed when the Kickstarter is officially happening? Yet? It's uh, April thirteenth, right? Yeah. Is the that's the starting date? Yeah. Hey, finish oh, it's on the day after of Eli's May. birthday. <laughs> Sorry, my son's birthday is twelve. <laughs> nice. As nice. a mom, I'm like, that's when it's important to me. <laughs> so while gosh. she was reminiscing, I missed the second part of that. <laughs> I love children. So April thirteenth. <laughs> it's over in May. You said over in May. Yes, yes, fourteenth of May. That's kind of May. Okay. Oh, okay. Did we discuss um, their step there? Mm -hmm. Yep. You missed a lot, Shanna. I missed it all. Pretty much. Yeah. It's okay. I'm also very hungry. <laughs> they didn't feed me. All I did was work the entire time. At there. Hey. I'm drinking this because I didn't even get coffee or any drink. It was oh, reconciliation. Man. And your mom had cake. Your mom was like, And you didn't get any cake? No. You okay. So I have a complaint here and I'm really sorry, but this is important. His mom <laughs> is a cake decorator. She taught me to cake decorate, which is fine. But again, I'm in charge of Mardi Gras. Like, this is this is the face of everything that happens for Mardi Gras. It's a really big day at our church. Lots of games and festivities. Food, organization, moving everything. It's insane. Well, you, you gotta have Fat Tuesday. Exactly. So his mom goes, well, I'm not really feeling well. Honey, could you, you can cut the cake, right? I'm like, mom, I'm doing all of Mardi Gras in an hour. And she's like, but you can cut the cake too, right? <laughs> Mom, one more time. I'm not going to have to stop and cut a cake and then serve people because I need every minute. Well, <sighs> and I look at Laura because Laura's there and Laura's like, why else would I be here, Mom? I'm here to help you with the cake. So thankfully, Laura's like, Shanna, I'll take care of them. Thank you. <laughs> but I never got cake, never got the punch, which is good because I want their punch anyway. Man. I never got coffee. I never got water. Like I am... <laughs> I'm tired. So you just sound like me at my job all the time. Yeah. Yes. But I missed all the cool stuff. Next week is cool stuff. So like I'm building up to the cool stuff next week. But there you go. 
Yeah. So the cool stuff. Because I, <laughs> I loved your videos. I'm really excited about this game because I love conspiracy theories. I'm an English teacher, you know. So I just am back. He teaches English as well. Yep. Excellent. I, oh, that's awesome. I totally <laughs> missed that. Yeah. I, I was a teacher, but actually at the moment I'm a psychologist. So I'm working as a psychologist. Ooh, that's awesome. Very <laughs> cool. When you're a teacher, that's Thank an you. easy job to have afterward. There's yeah. so many. <laughs> There's so much psychosis you see in the classroom, I swear. Yeah, this is great. I can only imagine what he's thinking having talked to me now. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> like, Antisocial behavior. Actor, that says a lot. Um, right there, well, actor. It you. <laughs> I don't have a lot of money and I want to buy a game. When I went to college uh, and I was going to be in English education, I started dating PJ. His father is from England. He's an Englishman. Mm. And he goes, congratulations on your degree in your own language and i was like thanks dad it's <laughs> a nice way to, to say i can speak french as well but you know whatever hey, i was married to spanish for eight years and i took it for four years in high school i still can't speak a lot <laughs> oh, you know the word nice. guapo you got my guapo well, i got that a lot <laughs> And then I gained another 20 pounds. <laughs> Didn't we all? I had children. Anyway. So going back to conspiracy theories, I started off by saying what was, uh, I asked them what their favorite conspiracy Ooh, theories were. Yeah. What's yours? Mine. And then Dan, you didn't, haven't shared. I haven't yet, shared. So. Okay. Yet. So at our old job where we used to be teachers at Mount Carmel, we actually did conspiracy theory day. Oh, was it was the lots of fun. So one year I did the JFK magic bullet. And the other year I did the fluoride from Nazi camps. Yeah. And I think that would be one of my most interesting conspiracy theories because I still don't know if it's actually legit. Mm. So the fluoride conspiracy theory did that the Nazis actually like, you know, get that and try to test it, see if they could like calm a population. That is my favorite conspiracy theory. That's why they gave it to us when we were kids. <laughs> That's actually where the conspiracy I know. theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Do you guys ever get fluoride? Were you given fluoride as kids for your healthy teeth? Is that a thing in Hungary? <laughs> no. See? I'm not, there I'm it not is. familiar with that. Proof. Okay. Conspiracy theory <laughs> proven. That is it. So I, I actually have a whole bunch of them that I really like because they interest me. The JFK assassination is one of my favorites. My dad and I talk about that a lot. Um, varying, like we both have varying degrees of what happened, but we come down to the same... Um, one thing that's like sticks out one important detail which is lee harvey oswald was not the shooter oh, okay we both believe that he believes it was the government i believe somebody fired off a shot missed kennedy and what killed kennedy was the guard behind him by accident because if you watch the video the motorcade pulls ahead and the guy's with his m16 and he fires it by accident and i'm pretty sure that's what killed jfk regardless um, jfk was cool and all but my favorite kennedy was robert kennedy well yeah and he was his the best death, yeah just oh that gets me he was such a good person he was he was oh, uh, his speeches i also like the the nazis go to the moon thing because that just tickles <laughs> that's me that's a fact that's, okay. that's just i believe that <laughs> that one i, I saw it in a movie i saw it in a movie they're making yeah, a video game about it <laughs> but the, the, and the other one <laughs> The other one that still interests me is uh, the World Trade Center attacks on 9-11, uh, uh -huh. only because of all of the stuff that people are saying, this couldn't happen, this couldn't happen. Uh, our friend was huge into it, and he would tell me all the time, you know, jet engine fuel, it, 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 it can't burn 
steel. And I just stopped and looked at him one day and say, how do you think that stuff is made you idiot? <laughs> and then a few years later, he's like, man, I was completely, I don't know why I thought that was because you went on the bandwagon. Yeah. And I, I, and it's not so much that I'm interested in that conspiracy theory, but more of, the thought process, the thought behind process, it. yeah, behind yeah. it, and how people could get the kind into of mob that kind mentality. Of stuff. Yeah, in terms um, of like the you saying like the creepiness behind it or like believability of mm-hmm. it, the chemtrails one, just because in the fifties we had that happen to us for yep. real, mm-hmm. Operation Sea Spray, where they uh, they were testing bioterrorism on our own people. Yeah. And America. Uh, <laughs> and so like I can see when you make bigger great again. Is that what we're going back to? I always have questions for yeah. the MAGA people. Cause... Cause like I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't realize like, but it's an actual like an MK Ultra. Th- re- yeah, MK Ultra. And like it's it was part of MK Ultra where yep. uh the government was like, if we were attacked by a bio uh organic material, like how far would it spread? So they took this bright red bacteria i forget what it's called but uh and they and they thought it was like uh non-toxic to humans and it mostly is uh mostly (laughs) so um and they dropped it over san francisco to see how far it would spread oh it's just san francisco no one cares about well it it was it was the whole western it was like the western coast but it (laughs) it focused on like san francisco it it covered their goal was like a two mile radius it covered the whole city and the suburbs Sent like eleven people to the hospital. And one person died from it. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're like, "Whoopsie!" Uh, but and uh, isn't it great so, to live here? Yeah. So when <laughs> that one, I can I understand why people are afraid of chemtrails. I still think it's bullcrap, but I understand where that originated from and why. See, I like I like reading about conspiracy theories, but the ones where, like the nine eleven thing people die yeah and so for me as a moralistic person like don't sit don't minimize that people died you know and then the other one too we've had sandy hook here i'm not yeah, sure you know what that oh, is I hate but that sandy one. hook was a school up an in elementary New England, school and a person went in and killed a whole bunch of kids you know unfortunately gun issues are a big thing here in america mm-hmm. there's a big conspiracy theory that finally alex jones got slapped down for and he has to pay restitution oh yeah but he started the conspiracy theory that that's not true and those kids didn't die and those are all kid actors on tv yeah, all the family members there's were actors an entire school that is still dealing with the loss of all these children and teachers and aides who gave their lives to try and save children and here you are minimizing that that just offends me yeah. So I'm cool with like conspiracy theories like JFK because we don't know. And I'm cool with like the fluoride thing. But I'm like, Alex Jones, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. You got to <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, people died. Yeah. So, yeah. And if we if we approach the conspiracy theories from a from a scientific side, because as a psychologist, when we started to work on this game, I, I started to do some research. But at this point, the... The social sciences tell about conspiracy theories, why they are widespreading, how they are born. Mm-hmm. Well, they are born when, you know, somehow something happens which shouldn't happen, mm-hmm. like yeah. 9-11, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. somehow the system goes wrong. Yeah. Glitch in the matrix and... Oh, I knew it! Liminal space. <laughs> I know that word now. Thank you, Jen and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and people are people are looking for some some explanation. So how how yeah. could this happen? Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that's, there isn't. That's, that's the problem. Is see, there we, we want there to be some kind of like logical or like you know heavenly easy reason. Point blank answer. And there isn't. Right. And I know you guys are going to hate me for this, but that's actually really interesting to see how that kind of fits in with um, 
religion and mythology in general. Oh, yeah. Because you, it's the same thing. Why did that happen? Well, you see, little Timmy, that happened because Zeus is an all-powerful god and decided oh, yeah. to do that. And, you you know, you have a bunch of different religions that all spread from that. And what I find interesting about that, sorry to get off complete topic, is how a lot of those religions um, all have the same, like, center. The same creation story, the same savior story, the same, you know. Yep. It's called the sacrificial redeemers. Sure, archetype. yes. English teacher. Um, Got you. <laughs> but I always found that interesting too, is how like even conspiracy theories kind of have that same that morphism to yep. it and how everything just kind of comes from that. So and I think we're gonna have <laughs> we're being attacked by little stairs. The little people are running. <laughs> um but I think with this game, that's gonna be a lot of fun to come up with all of these things, especially since that's your end goal is to uh, especially cooperatively, how you're going to string all of these, uh, all of these conspiracies I love that together. Idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. Or even when you're battling each other, how, wh- why is your conspiracy theory right? Well, my conspiracy theory is right because Zeus decided to say, "Little Timmy," <laughs> uh, you know, come up with something like that. So uh, bringing it all the way back to the game, I think this is going to be so cool, so much fun, and of course, all the stupid, ridiculous things that we talk about just in normal conversation. So here's my question for you then, because you're a psychologist going back to your comment about the social sciences, do you think your game is going to create new conspiracy theories? We're going to have more issues in the world (laughs) because I'm saying you might have this like box that's going to cause a ruckus and could cause an apocalypse. I'm just asking. So back to social sciences, do you foresee the downfall of humanity because of this game? (laughs) Well, unfortunately I don't see the future. (laughs) We are just the inventors, but how people will use this <laughs> against or for humanity, we <laughs> I have made this simple neutral thing and you have used it for evil. <laughs> yeah. So like back, to, back to your comment then, because you are a psychologist, um, social scientifically speaking, like, so why do we follow conspiracy theories? Why do conspiracies exist? Well, all the conspiracy theories give you some sort of illusion of control that, that you understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. I like no that. matter yeah, how undereducated you are, you can easily understand how the world works. You can see behind the curtain. So this is what conspiracy theories promise to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when, when there is there is there is a there is a glitch in the matrix like the 9-11, the COVID, the war in Ukraine now at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Uh, so things that should not happen if the if the whole system was working correctly mm-hmm. right so people need some explanation why this is happening yeah and one way to explain these things is uh using simplified uh conspiracy theories where some sort of secret organization manipulating the society in their favor and mm-hmm. trying to gain control or eradicate the race uh or whatever mm-hmm. And it was very important what you said then that the the thinking, uh, so the logic behind conspiracy theories is pretty much the same as behind esotericism or behind religion. So if you want to persuade, for example, a flat earther that earth is not flat. Should we already discussed flat earthing? <laughs> yes, we did. You, <laughs> we should, did you, should not, you should not start with the physics because the problem is that person is not, so that person is critical with science. Yeah. The, yeah. the first mm-hmm. thing you should persuade that person that you can trust science. 
And once mm-hmm. that person trusts science, we can have a conversation. Until that moment, it is just, you know, you are fighting against fate. Yeah. Yeah. Did you discuss the person at an old job who was a history teacher but also a flat earther? Oh my gosh. No, I didn't. Yeah, this guy's in charge. I of... hate flat earthers. I'm sorry. I don't think you've ever told me about this one. Uh-huh. His <laughs> but... job is about teaching maps. He's a history and, teacher. And geography and history. And yeah, he but believes don't you in know a flat earth. That the He's map a flat earther. Is a full representation, just in a downscaled <laughs> model of the earth. And so he actually was teaching this to students, and they came to me. Like we're talking juniors and seniors in high school, and they were honor students, like gifted students, the ones that you know you don't need to worry about lying and but stuff. Check like it that. out, Miss Hayden. It's totally flatter, and I can explain why. And I'm just like, if you go to college thinking this, like, good lord. So I had to go talk to the principal and be like, listen, this is happening, and it's making us look even more stupid. We got to stop this. It yep. was bad. Was, yeah. So flat earthers, I'm oh, that is, that is a trigger for me right there. That. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you want to tell those people. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> it's, a flat, it's a flat Earth. Walk to the edge and never return. No, you can't because NASA is guarding the edge. Yes. Was it a nice wall? Yes. Yeah. Well, Antar- Antarctica. Would you pay attention? <laughs> I mean, do you not know anything about flat Earth? Come on, man. <laughs> We're living on it. <laughs> you have to know Which their, did you their go? conversation so you can negate them. Come on, Dan. Get with the times. I don't want to be with the times. <laughs> I canceled oh. my subscription to the times. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That was a bad joke. It was. Stop pandering to me. So yes, you can go to the edge, man, man, meet with Jon Snow. Yes. <laughs> I could. Can I tell him he knows nothing? Can I bring back a dire wolf? I have questions. Even it, on the edge. In all my D&D games, I tend to find animals and keep them. So I'm going to find yeah. a dire wolf. If I go to the edge, I'm get a dire wolf. <laughs> if you do that, make sure you set up camp so then I can play for you Living on the Edge by Aerosmith. Excellent. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a stretch. <laughs> then I'll play um, some... My gosh, what's her name? My brain just what is happening right now? Oh, don't know, never. I'll have to destroy whatever thing you use to play it. I'm just gonna sing it a cappella. Oh, jeez, super loud and proud. What is happening right now? I have no idea. (laughs) I'll just. uh, Dan is awake. It's kind of fun to have a conversation with an awake Dan. I'll just take brooches like Oedipus Rex, but instead of my eyes, I'll stab out my eardrums. Wowzers. You have some uh, experience with that, don't you? Wow, <laughs> not stopping your eardrums. This out, got but, really oh, dark. Gosh. We discussed conspiracy theories, and then they Greek tragedy, guys. Greek tragedy. Uh, Those aren't conspiracy theories. They're Greek tragedies. Could be. A Although theory. he's a he's a psychologist, Ooh, Oedipus, right? So yeah. Oedipal complex. We got Freud going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I can make it all come back. See, English teacher, I gotta like you know move this. I got this. Yeah, keep it going. Uh, so, do you have any questions for us, or any uh, any extra comments you would like to add in about well, the game, the Kickstarter, have, or anything like that? At the moment, I have no comments and no <laughs> questions. But this, this I'm very scared. Really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I scared them, guys. Yeah, we're doing just fine. This is where what our. What is your favorite game at this moment? Currently, oh geez, it's like you're looking at your board. Yeah, no, it's like hmm, mine never um, changes. Mine's betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, so. mine. Uh, we we're only dipping our toes into it right now, but we're loving Frosthaven. Oh yeah, quite a bit. And I got Eldritch Horror for Christmas, mm-hmm. and that one's also mm-hmm. been really good. Um, yeah. I really like Frosthaven, uh, but I absolutely love Cthulhu Death May <laughs> Die, which is actually right behind PJ. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. 
what I liked so much about that is unlike the other Elder Core games where it's like, you gotta stop the, the you know, the great ones from coming. This is no no no, speed it up. I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> Let him come. Come to me. You know, I think that's that's like a really cool twist on it. Cause every time else it's like they showed up. <laughs> Bye, you're done. Yeah, not this game. Not this game. <laughs> I also love Uno. Uno. <laughs> well, you know what they say. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I teach eighth graders and I have three different packs of Uno cards for them to play. Yep. I taught them Uno Flip. Things are getting real. Uno Flip <laughs> is something else. It's then. a crazy game. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favorite game? We already talked about this. We did. Well, I wasn't she, here. You didn't hear. That's oh, true. So it is Star Wars Outer, Outer Rim. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally got to get that. Yeah, I thought they were going to say their conspiracy game, but well, <laughs> <laughs> that's called a missed opportunity. Yes. <laughs> so as we head into the final section, I always say now, like, what is your elevator pitch to get people to want to hop on your Kickstarter and buy this game? Give us your elevator pitch. Well, if you want to have a real conversation starter game that really, really makes you talk, even if mm. you don't know anyone else around the table, this game will help to break the ice. Well, we can definitely can recommend this one. And if you want to laugh a lot <laughs> and laugh at conspiracy theory and esotericism believers, this is a good choice. All right, I'm sold. I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I feel like we're gonna they're gonna like break up a lot of families and relationships. So <laughs> well, the, they do have a warning label oh, on the that, front of the box. Really? Yes, oh. yes, there is. yes you're covered. You're fine. You. You're good. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just in case. <laughs> can 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 I get that like just tattooed on my forehead or something? I think that would be best for me. <laughs> just that label. PJ you're you're less marketable with it so on you your know. forehead. Oh, on my chest. We're yeah. we're normal. I'd have Ignore to shave. That. I don't want to shave. Okay, when you That's spread the news about games overboard, say two, two thirds of, three of us are good. Are cool. <laughs> well, I think PJ and I are pretty awesome. Thanks, Shannon. You're welcome, man. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for uh, coming yes. on the show. We appreciate you giving us thank your time you. and showing us some of your stuff there. We can't wait for April 13th to come around. <laughs> so, so keep in touch for sure. We uh, we look forward to seeing how this game plays out. And we'll be the first ones back in day one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't <laughs> wait. We Thank can't so wait. Yeah, we got you. Best of luck to you. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do in the future and your future games and expansions as well. I'll be watching you guys for sure. So <laughs> take so care. Much. And Thanks. send us your information so we can get Dan on your psychology list because you need a yes, psychologist. Please. So. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you so much. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Have a nice Sunday. You too. You too.